Hello, welcome to the Still Telling It Like It Is broadcast with Dr. I mean Apostle Baker J. Baker, who is a doctor in psychology. And we're talking about wealth. We're talking about wealth of the kingdom, wealth in the kingdom, wealth of and in the kingdom manifesting in the earth through God's people. So we're talking about the kingdom of God. And I have my very, very special guest today, again, Apostle uh, Maestas. And we are doing this thing together. And I'm going to wind him up and <laughs> allow him to just go for it. I'm going to interrupt. You already know that. Uh, allow him to go for it and start to tell you about what it is that we are planning to do and how we're going about it. So welcome, Apostle Eddie. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me on today. Uh, I appreciate this time with you since I don't get to talk to you very much, very often because uh, you're a very busy person for me. So, <laughs> so now I'm taking this opportunity to spend time with Dr. Baser Baker. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. And it's just a joy <laughs> to spend time with her, especially talking about wealth. Hallelujah. Amen. I love talking about money, honey. <laughs> I know it makes some people cringe when you talk about money because they're so religious and they don't understand that money is a good thing. It's not a bad thing. Money doesn't make somebody bad person. It's the condition of a heart that makes somebody a bad person. And when your heart is right, money's a good thing, hallelujah. And money could be used for a lot of good things to help a lot of people. Matter of fact, money, I believe God's going to use out of the whole principle of love. For God so loved the world. Well, how do you love a world that you can't help? How do you love a world that you cannot uh, solve problems, that you can't take care of things? The Bible says, beloved, I wish above all things that thou would prosper, be in good health, but it says, even if thy, as thy soul prospers. So if your soul don't prosper, neither does your wallet <laughs> and neither does your health. In order for you to prosper in God's kingdom, there has to be a transformation in your soul. That transformation is coming from an orphan spirit to a sonship spirit. When you are operating in sonship, sonship automatically has the right to the inheritance and the blessings of God. When you operate as an orphan, you don't feel like you deserve anything and you are always a beggar instead of a provider. And there's many in the church today that are just beggars and not providers. God called us to become a part of his ecclesia to bring provision. God will speak to us how to provide for things that he wants to do and accomplish in the earth. All you businessmen, all you entrepreneurs, you're not rich. So you could just have bigger houses and bigger car, although I'm not against that. But you are being blessed by God to figure out what God wants you to do to help solve problems in this world, to help create a place and an environment of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, in cities and communities, and in the body of Christ. And when we have wealth, we are able to do good things with it. We are able to bring forth righteousness in the earth through it by establishing a culture that represents the culture of the kingdom. But it takes money. 
and people that think that you can't have money or it's a sin to have money or money is no good, then you'll always have lack and you'll never be able to accomplish what God wants to accomplish in the earth. I've been in ministry for 43 years and the biggest problem I've always had was not enough money. <laughs> but guess what? When you start operating as a son, and allow the transformation of God to take place in your life so you're operating as a son and not an orphan, then automatically you'll start to realize from the very beginning of time, God meant for his sons to have ownership of the earth. Hallelujah. That means everything here belongs to God and to his sons. Now listen to me. It just doesn't belong to God but it belongs to God and his sons, sons meaning men and women. It belongs to all of us so we could accomplish the good things that God wants to do in the earth, the blessings that God wants to accomplish in the earth. Not only that, he wants you and your children to prosper, to be blessed, to be the smartest, the most educated, the most wealthiest people in the earth. Why? Because you're sons of God, hallelujah, amen. And you belong to a heavenly kingdom and you belong to a God who takes care of his children, hallelujah. So God has instructed myself and Dr. Baker to start teaching and preaching on kingdom understanding when it comes to wealth, what it's for, what kind of uh, a person is God looking for to be able to trust, to put his wealth in their life, to accomplish what God wants to accomplish in the earth. And we're going to see many of the darkest areas of the earth, the most painful areas when it comes to the evil going on, we're going to see a transition into light because God's going to trust us not only with the finances, but he's already trusted us with sonship so we could go in there and accomplish what God wants to accomplish. Did you hear what I just said? He trusted us with sonship. Could you imagine that? He made us his sons. Sons. That means everything that God has belongs to us. He trusted us already with everything. So you think he's not going to trust us with money if he already trusted us to be sons? No, not so. Not only is God going to trust us as sons and trust us with wealth, but he's going to trust us to occupy this earth and to make the kingdom of heaven and earth one. He's trusting us, the church. Everybody's saying they're waiting for Jesus to come back. Guess where Jesus is going to come back at? Through the sons, hallelujah. He's going to manifest through us as the corporate son of God in the earth to bring forth all that he wants to bring forth so we can begin to solve the problems that are in the earth today. One of the things that I, I need to correct that um, uh, you said is business people because they are women. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Please forgive me. Hallelujah. There are women out there that 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 God has blessed to have mega bucks too. So you no, know, sometimes women are the most generous people there are. They are. We are. Okay. Here's one of the things that we're going to be doing. We're going to help you to strategically change your mind. You know, the Bible says this: "Let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus." Christ. Jesus. It was in him there, heaven, and then operating in the earth. So what we're going to do, if you will allow us to, 
over all of these different times and as we bring this other program and things forward is to help you to receive a king wealth mind shift. And that is the mind of Christ. Without a kingdom wealth mind, you do not have the mind of Christ. Christ never, ever, ever, ever thought lack. He always saw where everything in the earth could produce whatever it was that was necessary. We will be able to go into places, places that people are selling their children, places that people are selling their, their daughters and their sons, places that people are being kept from having food because they won't do this or do that. Do you realize that as we operate, the only thing that we're really talking about is the, is, is the mindset of Jesus, is the kingdom of God mine, uh, uh, the kingdom of God mine. It said, let this mind be in you, which is God's mind. God wants us to think like he thinks. God wants us to rule as he rules. God gave us dominion over all of this stuff. And as we work with you, then you're going to be able to realize that the mind of God is not about religion, but it's about manifesting who he is in the earth. If Jesus, if it was all about religion, he would have sat there in heaven and just spoke and continued with the Mosaic covenant, with all of these other things that were behind. But he said this, as it is in heaven, I'm showing you how you can manifest it here in the earth. And so if you, you keep, people keep running around, Apostle Eddie saying that they got the mind of Christ. That's not true. Unless they understand, unless they have a mind of wealth, unless they have a mind where money talks, where they can talk to money and send it to wherever it needs to go, where they have the, where we have the power, where we have what it is that is necessary. You don't have, you don't have that kind of a mindset where you have no fear of loss because it's an impossible thing. Let That's me tell you one of the strongholds we're going to break in the earth when it comes to wealth, that only a few haven't. <laughs> only a few on the top have it and everyone else is begging and poor and is under the control of only a few that have all the money that spirit's going to be broken hallelujah because guess what god's going to open up the door for many 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 sons to be wealthy in the earth so that they would have a voice in the earth you know what money gives you it gives you a voice it gives you a power to speak into things that you would not have the power to speak in if you don't have no money. So money gives you a voice. It gives you power to speak into the world. And this is the problem is so many people are just focused on getting out of here and going to heaven instead of getting heaven into earth. God wants us to bring heaven in. Do you think there's poverty and lack in heaven? Do you think there's sickness and disease in heaven? No. Well, why would God want to bring heaven to earth so we can still remain poor and sick and diseased? No, God wants us to bring heaven to earth so that this earth has every blessing that heaven already has. Hallelujah. And that's going to be done through the sons of God. But we have a wrong mentality in the earth. Now, I understand that prosperity message got 
jacked up. It went to extremes. It went too far in many ways. And people begin to abuse the whole prosperity mess. But you don't throw out the prosperity message from the word of God just because of a few bad individuals that handled it wrong or abused it or misused it or cheated people and lied to people and did all that stuff. That doesn't mean we throw it out. We need true, genuine, godly, righteous, wealthy people in the kingdom of God. God is going to begin to pour out wealth upon people like never before, and it's going to be spread out so that just not one hierarchical individual is controlling everything in the earth and controlling everything in the world. That spirit is going to be broken because God is going to begin to raise up many wealthy and they're going to be kingdom minded. I so agree with you. But here's another thing. You know, I am so over people talking about what this person did and that person did and the other person did. Has your sons ever, have your sons and your daughters ever lied to you? Oh, <laughs> okay. Have they ever messed up? Have they ever ha, have they ever lied to you about money? Have they, they sure have. to you about money so that they could get what it is, and you already thinking in the back of your head. I know, boy. I, I lied. Oh, you're lying. <laughs> when I was two years old, I lied better than that. But you didn't throw them away. Even when no. people go through mess in their marriage, people go through mess and all kinds of stuff. Here is what it is. You do not now. This is this is this part. You don't have control over your own thoughts. The Bible lets us know this, that we're going to run into these things. These are things to test your faith. And we got to stop being wimpy little uh, wimpy little girl, little girl boys. We got to stop blaming somebody else. As I blame you for something, I'm allowing the adversary, I'm allowing what you did to take away my good stuff. Now that's ignorance gone to see taking root and growing. Yeah. Whoever does whatever it is that they did has nothing to do with me or with you. I'll tell you a quick little story. My son, uh, Juanito, when he was, uh, uh, what, huh? Who? Juanito. <laughs> <laughs> one of my biological <laughs> when he went when, uh, uh, his 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 daughter when she was about three or four years old he had gone to prison and he was going to be that they had told him he had three strikes law and he was going to be there forever and so my little grandbaby was crying around and I said what is wrong with you Natasha my daddy my daddy in prison my daddy is my daddy did something bad my daddy in prison and 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 and, and I ain't gonna have no day I said shut up that is not your business. Your daddy being in prison or your if your daddy decides to stay in prison for the rest of his life, that will not affect your life. I want you to love your father, but I don't want you to be like him. And you go ahead and do what God has for you to do. At three years old, she caught that. She loved her father. And, but she started, I mean, she went ahead even until this day and she's 34 years old or 35 years old. This is my granddaughter and she is successful. She's a biologist. She does all of these different things, but what he does, she still looks at him and whatever it is that he does, he does. And God supernaturally got him out of prison and he never went back again. But what I'm saying is this, 
if she had have allowed, if I had have allowed her to feel sorry for herself, she'd have been blaming somebody for her life and what she could not do for the rest of her life. We speak to you people out there and whatever this pastor, preacher, whatever lie they told, forget them. It is none of your business. Your business is to pray for them and then step on it and go ahead and achieve what it is that God has for you to achieve. You're going to stay broken poor because you won't let something that came out of somebody else's mouth and how they acted and how they didn't act and how they disappointed you. Number one, you better remember that they didn't appoint you in the first place. God appointed you as a prosperous person. God appointed you to be prosperous. He appointed you to walk in richness. He appointed you to walk and wealth so that he has his kingdom so you said something earlier about fear one of the biggest problems we have why people don't walk in prosperity because they live in a fear they live in a fear they can't even let go of money that god tells them to let go of they live in fear they can't even let go of their tithe let me tell you no prosperous person could ever prosper unless they get rid of their fear you won't prosper with fear Fear will keep you poor. Fear will keep you tormented. In order for even wealthy people that have, were entrepreneurs or inventors or did great things, they couldn't let fear stop them. They had to step out when no one else was stepping out. They had to invest when no one else was investing. They had to do things that no one else was willing to do. And by stepping out and doing those things, God caused prosperity to come into their life. But they had to deal with the fear. They could not live in fear. And that's what we are telling people all the time now. God's not giving you a spirit of fear, but a power and of love and of a sound mind. Don't fear success. Don't fear wealth. Don't fear having blessings. Don't fear having a nice house, a nice car, having success. Don't fear like, if, oh, you have a lot of money or a lot of wealth. You're going to fall in the sin and you're going to stop fearing all that stuff. Hallelujah. And just believe that God is going to prosper you and take care of you and bless you. And you need to start stepping out in faith. Abraham would have never been the great man that he was and had the prosperity he did unless he stepped out in faith, unless he moved forward. And faith and fear are opposites. You can't be in faith and fear at the same time. You can have one or the other. And you got to make a choice to have faith because faith causes you to have those things that are not as though they are. And until you operate that way, they'll never come to pass. So many people, Dr. Baker, have to break the spirit of fear. Oh, I don't know if I could even go to college. Why not? Oh, it costs too much. There's that fear again. Oh, I cannot be able to do this and I can't do that. It's all in fear. I break the spirit of fear off you in the name of Jesus so that God could do what he destined you to do in your, through your life, to be as successful as he wants you to be. God don't want you to be a failure. God wants you to be successful. And let me say this to you. You are not a failure until you quit and give up and stay in your failures. Even if you have failed, that doesn't mean you're a failure. Get back up. Keep moving forward. You never know, glory to God. Your greatest moment is just right ahead of you. But because of fear, you step back and you allow that fear to overtake your life. You know, it's just what I said. I waited for this since 1983. 1983. And do you know how many doubts tried to come? Many. Faith is God's. I have the faith of God. I have God's faith. When I have fear, 
I have the devil's, I have the devil's faith. It's a choice. It is a choice. Do you know how many times that it seemed like this would never, ever, ever happen? 83, that's not not just a little stroll. That's a lot of time. But I could not give up because I know that I heard him. I know this is something. I know this is what I was born for. I was not born for uh, uh, to to be a, a, a eloquent speaker. I wasn't born to be uh, uh, one that could exegete. And don't you dare say anything about that. Don't you dare. Don't I'm you not say nothing. <laughs> I was not born to be any of that. But I was born to be to help people to change their mind, to be able to have to give people the opportunity to have the 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 mind of God operating in and through them, which without fear. Yeah. 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 I tell you, the Bible says perfect love casts out all fear. When you learn the love of God, I mean, let's, let's, let's get real here. True wealth comes from those who know they're loved, know they're loved, know that they're special, know that they're great know who they are, believe in who they are, have confidence in who they are. It's only those who think bad about themselves, who are afraid of life, who are afraid of themselves, afraid of their weaknesses, afraid of their past failures, afraid of everything that can't move on to be what God's called them to be. You and I, like you said earlier, we've had failures. We've had mess ups, man. I've messed up more than most people. But you know what? I didn't quit. I didn't give up. I kept fighting. I kept getting back up. No matter how hard I hit the ground, I bounce right back up. I get ministers that get mad at me in this area because they were hoping I would fail. (laughs) They're hoping I give up and hope Eddie's no more around. But guess what? I may have failed over here, but there he is again. Bounce right back up. Hallelujah. Amen. And now he's doing more for God and for his kingdom than he has ever done in his life. Right now, they told me, First of all, they told me I'd be dead by the time I was 18 because I was going to die just like my father, a gang member, drug addict, and I was going to be gone. Then after I turned 18 and I messed up being in ministry because I had no father, I had a big head, and God had to pop my bubble, all the things in ministry failed, and I thought that was it. Then I went through all kinds of different tragedies in my life, and they thought I failed. But guess what they didn't realize? Every time I failed... God was fixing a man that was broken. Hallelujah. God was cleaning up a house that needed cleaning. God was changing the soul and the heart of an individual that when he bounced back up, he was going to be better than he was before, stronger than he was before, more prosperous than he's ever been and accomplished more for God than he's ever accomplished. Why? Because I didn't give up. I didn't quit. I didn't stop. Now look what we're doing in love and unity. It's all over the nation, all over the world. Now we're starting TV going on all over the nation, all over the world, conferences all over the world from a man who failed, a man who was broke, a man who was broken, a man who was messed up. But one thing he had is he had faith in God and he loved God and God loved him and God picked him up every single time by grace and his mercy. And now God is using him in a way that he used him. Why? Not because of Eddie Maestas, it's because I knew God loved me. Hallelujah. And all my mess ups and all my failures and all my tragedies, 
God's love prevailed every single time. And all he kept doing was picking me back up, restoring me, healing me, delivering me, changing me, transforming me so he could make me into the man of God that he wants me to be. You cannot, uh, we don't have a whole lot of time left, but I want to make sure that people understand this. What we're actually talking about is God's desire for you. We're talking about the fact that unless you know that you are loved, I mean, loved. I mean, I just sometimes I just walk by the mirror and just look at, oh, my Lord Jesus, God loves me. He loves you so much. He loves you so much. So that so the, sure does. God is love. But he put himself on the inside of you. So when he looks at you, he's looking at himself. It's a mirror of himself. And you have to start to start to see that. Because you will never, ever walk in true freedom. And freedom is a form of wealth. You will never walk in this freedom. You will never walk in this wealth. You will never be able to release what needs to be released. Any fear that you walk in, any fear that you, you live in and walk through. And this is what's happening. Don't be afraid of losing your congregation. Don't be afraid of losing your church. Don't be afraid <laughs> of losing anything. I mean, my Lord Jesus. You know, I remember once when the Lord told me to close the congregation that I had. It was called New Growth. And he says, uh, uh, New Growth is dead. Close it. And this was on a Wednesday. And I said, uh, okay. And I called friends. I mean, some of these people were high in, in ministry and stuff. And they said, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I said, Lord, what do you do when something is dead? He asked me, what do you do when something's dead? I said, most of the time people have a funeral. That, that Sunday, I had a funeral. I had a funeral for, uh, for, for New Grove. We had a funeral. I had people so angry with me about doing that. But I found out later why it was. I had all of these gangbangers that were uh, that all these guys that I had helped in prison, all of these people uh, 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 that were, you know, low riders, uh, 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 gangbangers and stuff that had started to come to the church because this person wanted me to help them there. They're this one. And this person wanted me to help that. I didn't know that uh, I was going to be going through a divorce. I didn't know that my husband was going to do what it was that he did to me. And the Lord let me know that he did this for their sake. Because if they, because it was, I mean, you know, I mean, we talk about some cholos. We talk about all these kind of people, right? And I'm I used to be a cholo. <laughs> oh yeah, okay, okay. So you understand? You understand that mentality? You talking about them messing with their mama? Need to come in they they uh, killed him. They would have killed him. They saved their life and his too. So I mean, God opened up. Hey, I was a rich cholo. Yeah. <laughs> I had wealth even as a cholo. <laughs> I yeah. knew how to believe for the wealth back then. Why not they, now for the kingdom of God? Do. And this is the part that I'm talking about. So the Lord, I mean, that was a step of obedience. That was a step of obedience. And I went through that whole thing. I, I, I let Apostle Cal know what was going on. I let some other ones know what was going on. I sat and I, I mean, I, I sat and told them what it was that was going on. And they, they, they restored me. And we are out of time. My gosh, we're out of time. Daddy, we haven't even invited people to what we're doing next. Kingdom Wealth Builders. Well, tell them. We well, don't we're, Love and Unity is getting ready to start Kingdom Wealth Builders. What is that? That's bringing together business people 
all over the nation to begin to talk kingdom to them and to begin to talk to them how we could get others to become wealthy in the body of Christ, how we could handle wealth in the right way. So we're getting ready to launch Kingdom Wealth Builders across the nation. If you want to participate and be a part of that, get a hold of Love and Unity, get a hold of Dr. Baker, get a hold of myself. If you're a businessman and want to participate, uh, business get in what? contact with us. Business what? Business person? Business people, business people. <laughs> okay, and we're going to talk- Young and old, male and female. <laughs> we're we're going to talk more about this next week because he's going to be with me at least all this month. So uh, we will let you know more about it. Actually, we'll start Pray off. Pray for me. Pray for me. Hallelujah. You got to go. Our time is up. And we'll be back next week when we're still telling it like it is. This is Apostle Baker and Apostle Maestas saying goodbye. God bless you. <laughs>